Hello and welcome to the third annual Cheltenham Preview Podcast. My name is Richard Churchill and I'm joined by four of the judgiest men in horse racing punting as they share a look around the table in utter disbelief at that intro. Uh, We are here to preview all four days, all 28 races at Prestbury Park in the coming weeks. Never has one man been more excited than Martin Fagan, um, our, our handicap hurdle judge. Hello, Martin. Hello, Judge. How are you getting on today? Uh, rough. He's, he's not well. I saw a video of him only hours ago performing Hey Jude on karaoke. Not, not one for the musical purists. Uh, sitting next to Martin is near ever-present. It is Denman's biggest fan. It's Rob Alexander. Hello. Hello, Rob. Much like Martin, I'm feeling pretty rough today as yes. well, so I think we're all pretty subdued at the moment. Yeah, this is probably the least <laughs> boozy uh, po- uh, podcast that we've ever uh, recorded. It, it, pro- it promises, well, yeah, it's not it's not, not at all boozy, but <laughs> least boozy, certainly. Uh, our, our third guest, another returning uh, judge, it's, it's David Barnes. Barnes, some notes today, but I hear you're now recording bets online. Um... With your help, Church, I'm moving into the 21st century. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great to see. It's great. Well, I'm enjoying the headed notepaper you've written. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's written on the top of my paper, trusted to deliver value. Let us hope we can follow up. Absolutely. <laughs> Superb. Uh, well, after Tully East last year, we, we have all the trust in the world in you. Uh, our, our fourth and final guest is, is a first-time guest on the Judge's Guide. He replaces last year's, um, well, frankly, joke participant in Adrian Horton. <laughs> he, is, he is Stephen Brown. Hello, Stephen. Hello, good afternoon. Uh, yeah, if I, if I do at any point call him Brown Eye, that is just a, a pet name that we do have for, for what oh, we all have. Cute. For him. Yeah, it's very adorable. It is lovely. Uh, Steve's going to be providing us um, some cutting insight on the biggest chases of the festival, um, yes. and probably more than that, he'll be providing odds checker updates. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, so. We're going to kick off, as, as is the norm, as is tradition, with the Supreme Novices Hurdle. It's the curtain raiser uh, at, at the festival each year. Uh, and I'm going to go to Barnes first. Really gets a, a, his words in first when Fagan's around. Barnes, yeah, you sh- sh- me there. Yeah, Barnes, Call me off <laughs> give, give us your, your sort of rundown of the, of the Supreme. Okay, so um, favourite getter bird. It's easy to see why his favourite. Mullins has a fantastic record in the race. Um, the way he kicked away from Magni Khan last time uh, was so impressive. Did just a turn of foot he showed, and he hadn't spoken about him as that kind of horse. It's interesting that he isn't really spoken about in the terms that Duvan and Valtor and uh, even Mellon were spoken about in terms of. Yeah, so I thought on silent so. <laughs> but, um, for me, yeah, he's he's definitely the most likely winner. Would I back him at the price he's currently? Probably not. Uh, Kalashnikov is a very short price for me. Um, he looked like he was outpacing the Betfair hurdle on a bottomless ground and then stayed on really well. I, I think he's more of a stayer. And I think he'll get outpaced and uh, then run on, run on maybe into a place up the hill. But I'd be very surprised if he can win it. Um, Somerville boy is actually double the price of him and beat him in the Tolworth hurdle. I... Not massively keen on him either, and I think he's a bit more of a stay. I think he'd be running in the Ballymore if the owner didn't have Black Op that was running that instead. The two that I am interested in are bigger prices that I'd probably back each way. Uh, Claiming Taken Forgan and Sharjah. Both of them you can forgive the runs last time on the ground. They've both shown a hint of cl- hint of class at points. Uh, Claiming Taken Forgan was third in the bumper last year and Sharjah travelled like the winner of, of um, a very good race at Christmas and uh, came down. Um, they're not confident plays, but they're the, they're the sort of ones I'd be looking at for this. Very nice. Uh, Rob? Yes? Get a Bird enters as the, as the, as the favourite. Well, at least at this point, yeah. as we, we probably should say that we are recording about 10 days before the start of the festival, so yeah. we, we don't have the... the, the Usual uh, sort of privilege of having the four day mm. decks for the first day, uh, but yeah, is Getterbird the winner for the for you? Well, I think he's the worthy favourite, and the, with the current weather suggesting it's going to be softer than usual for the first day, 
and if not the whole festival, it, it does look probably more solid for me on softer ground rather than the usual good to soft you get. I wrote these notes when we hadn't been uh, handed this amazing storms and snow everywhere. Mm. So I was expecting it to be good. So the ground was one question mark about him. Uh, Marlon's been quoted saying he'd prefer cutting the ground, so that looks good. And like Barnsley said, his, his last win just showed he had every tool needed to be a real strong contender for this race. He's got comp- uh, combination of stamina and speed. Uh, fair enough if you fancy him, but not for me. The six to four generally available, I think it's about thirteen to eight around. Mm. Uh, fair enough if you backed him, and I do agree with Barnsley as well about Kalashnikov and Somerville boy. You often see horses in the Tallworth, probably more Ballymore types, two mile, two miles and a half, yeah, something like that. They got a very poor record in the Supreme. Uh, one a massive price that's potentially interesting, although there are like. I agree with Barnsley about Clayman taking Fogan as well. He need to bounce back from his last effort, but he has a chance there. One uh, for Colin Tizard that's going here. Uh, Slate House. Uh, he looks interesting based on his early season court and distance form. He's won twice over track and trip. Uh, and it, Those runs suggest he has a preference for better ground and this two-mile trip, so... It was to pick one potential each way in the race at a, at a big enough price, 25 to 1 or bigger. Slate House is the one for me there. Very nice. Uh, and to, to round off the Supreme Fagan, your rundown is Getterbird the. Uh, I, I agree with a lot of what Barzi and Rob have just been saying there. Um, Getterbird is obviously the deserved fifth. He won well in the Moscow Flyer. I did have in my notes wrote these a couple of days ago that doesn't make much appeal at the current price, what, 5 to 4, 6 to 4, whatever, but since since the drift, he, he, he drifted yesterday and he's now available about 2 to 1, I reckon you'll probably get 2 to 1 on a day, and if, if you can get 2 to 1 or bigger on the day, and, and it is good to soft, soft ground, I don't think that's the worst, worst bet you're ever going to see, it's... Yeah, 2 to 1 would be a bit for more me, For me, it, it looks it looks like quite quite a bit of a, quite a, bit of a, a weak supreme at the minute, I don't really... I don't really like Kalashnikov at the at the price. Um, I just don't really see him as a two as a proper two miler. One thing you need to do at Cheltenham in the Supreme is you need to be able to tra- you need to be able to travel, and he's just going to be one of them that I think will just he'll just you just start getting ridden along ridden along quite early when you come down to like yeah two out three out and very similar to what I think Elgin that Elgin ran a race like that last year and I just couldn't be back I couldn't be back in a ten never mind five like. Um, there's also a stat of horses running in non-handicap races who ran in handicaps last time out in the past six years at uh, the 4 for 185 which is a 2% strike rate which is terrible and um, two of them winners winning the cross country which has only been a non-handicap for two years so it just goes to show how hard it is for a horse to come out of an handicap and go into a go into a non-handicap race at the festival it's 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 something to who does that apply to here then to Kalashnikov who, right. who ran in the Beth Fair last time um, my tend to yours and get me out of here in recent years have, yeah. have, 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 have been better horses and look good also been tra- also been horses who could travel and they, they weren't even be able, able to do it uh, of the bigger priced ones I thought Rob was going to steal me thunder there when he said train by Colin Cizard <laughs> but it's not Slate's out I like I like um, Ain't Shea for Cizard he looks massive at about about fifty to one. He he'd be at, at the moment. He'd be the one I'd be having a bet on just because he seemed uh, a huge price. I remember he ran in a bumper at the start of the year in October, and he just looked very green. He had loads of ability. He then won next time out to stand down being at Henderson North called "What's Wrong with You," who I think is pretty decent. Yeah, that day was quite impressive. It was the way the way uh, Robbie Power just asked him. He was at, he was at the back of the pack, and Robbie Power just asked him to quicken up in the inside, and I thought that was quite impressive. And then. When the other Henderson one came to and travelling well, he was then able to find a bit more and battle. And he just looked like one that'll be a decent horse in time. It might be too early for him as he still he still did look a bit green la- last time. He was gonna win a race at Sandown um, until he fell at the last countess and ended up winning it. He's he's gotta improve a huge amount, but um, I'm not a big I'm not a massive fan of the race in general, so I'd probably take a chance on it with fifty. But if you can get two or bigger on the day and it's 
anything with soft in the description, I wouldn't put anyone off Garibaldi either. Fair enough. Now, just a quick conversation, I think, is warranted on the fact that Sam Crow is still listed with some bookmakers. Any chance it goes? Oh, well, yeah, he wins if he goes. I'd fancy him more in the Supreme than the Neptune, personally. Right. Yeah. Well, just on the weather, like, I'm not an expert, a weather expert, by any means. <laughs> oh, well. Snow evaporates, doesn't it? It doesn't set in the ground like actual rain would. Uh, so I, I don't know why no, people are thinking this is going to be a it depends huge problem. How it de- Clark of the Course came out with some thing saying a centimetre of snow is like a millimetre of rain. Yeah, it talks absolutely. So, but he talks out his ass. So <laughs> he just likes the line like that, same yeah. place, doesn't he? Like, I, I, I wouldn't. He, every year he says, "Oh, it might be soft." Well, let's hope, let's hope he's not listening. Um, <laughs> one point, I would like to make one point about get a bird. He loves uh, people talking oh, about it. Left, anyway. left-handed. Yeah, yeah, I think we don't know how he's going to act going left-handed. There has been some chat going around at some of these preview nights that he can only go right-handed. He got out in a point, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. So he looks the best option, but there's perhaps a couple of weaknesses there. A couple of reasons to maybe. That you wouldn't be back in the six to four fixed odds. So. Yeah. It's just the nature of the race, though, isn't it? You're not going to know everything about a horse. Uh, no, exactly. Until the day, so. They're all more or less... Still quite yeah. unexposed, aren't they? So. As Fagan says, five to four, no, two to one, tempting. Is that yeah, five to four to... a week ago or whatever, when you thought it would be good yeah. this ground, then two to one when you think it might be soft. Uh, it's a big difference, like. Okay, so we're going to move on from the Supreme. Um, f- uh, thank you very much, lads. That, that is, um, that's, uh, so it sounds good. So basically, just to, well... We'll sum up. I've not done very well there. <laughs> <laughs> a nightmare. Ten a wild church, I was trying to mount onto Stephen Brown, and he did not. He cannot lip read. Um, <laughs> but so, so two. Yeah, two sum up. Get a bird at a, a better price than is currently on offer. Uh, Shade in Kalashnikov. Um, we move on to the second race. Then it is, of course, the the Arkle Chase. Uh, Stephen Stephen Brown Brown Eye. Yeah. Uh, could you provide us with the the sort of the front of the market, please? Um, I've done an Adrian Horton. Absolutely done an Adrian Horton. Internet's not working. Uh, no. Fantastic. Well, I can tell I you. Can. I can tell you that at <laughs> the front of the market, happy to hear me. It's Footpad, uh, who is best price at thirteen to eight with uh, Betfair. Currently, six to four is readily available. You've got Petit Mouchoir in at five to two, but in nine to four and three is available with Black Type. Uh, and then St. Calvados third in, four to one. So Royale sixes and brain power at eights. Uh, Fagan, you went last last time, so we'll start you off this time. Where, where's your money being placed on the article? Uh, it's, a, it's a no bet race for me at, at the moment, Church. Oh, well. Unfortunately for, for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking Petit Mouchoir. I looked a solid, um, a solid each way, better not on. But now St. Carpenter has come on the scene as well and there's, there's there's four main players in there now as opposed to what looked like two or three. Um, it wouldn't be a race I'd be getting involved in. I do think Petit Mouchoir has got a good chance of turning it around with footpad, but maybe after the footpad drift yesterday and people back on Petit Mouchoir, maybe all that all that fella used to add up a bit. So. Have, we, have we got any idea why footpad drifted in the market? Uh, I don't think there was a reason yesterday, was well, there? The, Just a natural... Well, the connection said there was no possible yeah, reason Yeah, I mean, came out today and said, yeah. Fair enough. Is it... I mean, there's, there's not much money in the market on Betfair. There's every chance it's someone who thinks is short enough at 6-4 to four and they're going to try and play with the market and... Um, mm. It wouldn't take scare a lot of money to do no, that. It would only take, you know, a couple um, of grand, I would think. So Barnes is... is if you were to have, if you were to sort of pick a winner here, oh, obviously we know that given that football is a reasonably short price, is that where is that where your cash is going? But or well, yeah. When I assessed this race, I did it on the the prices that were pre yesterday, and it's all been thrown a bit into flux um, by the drift of footpad yesterday. The, the prices haven't really adjusted back, and I assume they will on the day. Footpad is, is rock solid. He's a lovely jumper, um, but it's just something about me that doesn't. It doesn't look a superstar to me for some reason. I, I don't know if it's because he wasn't a superstar over hurdles, but just not convinced about taking a short price about him. Uh, the price on Petit Mouchoir has gone now, really. But if you could get fours, three places, I think he'd be the each way bet. I, th- I think he's going to come on a ton from his last race. Um, he was third in the champion hurdle and he set the pace that day, so I think that was a very good run. I think he's got the most class in the race. St. Calvados, he looks very short to me. He's uh, never running anything quicker than soft. 
So unless the snow does stick into the ground, <laughs> this is going to be a new, a new thing for him. He's been very visually impressive his last two races, but when you're a front runner like that, as we found with Bristol de May and we found out with these other horses, if it's soft ground, your, your wind distance can be exaggerated. And you've got to ask yourself, could Petit Mouchoir and uh, Footpad not have done what he did to uh, Diego de Charmel, was it, last time? Mm-hmm. He's, a great, he's a great jumper and Warwick it really suits him because it was soft ground and it's a, a real test of a novice there. But um, this is going to be totally different to anything he's ever run in before. And if, if he is able to win it without ever met a decent horse and never been to Cheltenham, he'll be a very, very good one. I won't be interested in him at the price. Uh, so Royal, it worries me that his, his form always tails off in the spring. Um, if they do end up going too fast, I think he'll be the one to benefit. I think the race at Sandown, he won him, fell apart a bit with them going a bit too quick early doors, and he was very flattered by that. Um, I guess eight to one. I, w- I won't put anyone off backing him each way, but I, I do think he's got it to find with the uh, the front two in the market. I guess I should mention brain power as well. Nicky Anderson is very sweet on him, but. Again, if he can win it off, off the prep he's had with two falls, I don't even think Cheltenham is his track as, as well. If he, if, he, if he jumped well and got round, I'd, I'd be interested in at Aintree, but not for the Arkle. So, Rob, from, from Barnes' sort of talk up there, there's not a whole lot to be sort of looking. It's hard to, it's hard to pick something in this race. There's a lot of, a lot um, of negatives about the, the sort of the front runners. Yeah, well, I've had. Uh, thought in my head that possibly Soriel could take advantage of say Footpad and St Calvados get into a real battle up front and it does turn and it just falls apart like the Henry VIII did but like Barnsley says as well that's uh, so Royal has history of the form petering out in the spring it's going to be a small field though probably uh, so if you, if you fancy something each way with the three places at the moment, you might not get the three places on the day. Uh, I, I don't know outside what the top six, that's including North Hill Harvey, what else is going to run in this. There might be a couple of rags, but that's I can see it being se- seven runners, six, mm-hmm. seven runners probably. It's often quite a small field, this yeah. race, isn't it? So if you fancy something each way at the moment, Petit Mouchoir looks odd. He, will, he does look like he'll come on for the run. Out of the top four in the bet and the jumping of those, I'd say Petit Mouchoir is possibly slightly the most likely to make a jumping mistake on what we've seen, the evidence we've seen so far. Footpad and St. Calvados have more or less been foot perfect. So Royale was given a, a cracking ride at Sandown. And I don't really understand why there's two points difference, why So Royale's two points bigger than St. Calvados here. So... I'm not. I'm not saying. recency bias in there. Is a recency Yeah, possibly. Possibly, yeah. And <coughs> maybe that legal even out on a day or something. Yeah, I don't think the soft grounder really hinders any of the top four in the betting. And yeah, Petit Mouchoir or Sorel for the for the each way for me. I think they're kind of the right prices. I'd go with that. The, the thing is with Saint Calvados, when one horse goes past him, how many are going to go past him? So that, that's why I wouldn't really be interested in each way. Mm. Like. He, he's got to go and make it and put them all to the sword and once one passes him uh, he's not the sort of auto I'd like to back each way fair enough fair enough it, it does seem like a hard one to um, to predict there it, it, as you said, everyone sort of came up with some <coughs> some negatives there and I think we were at the on the, the Gibraltar Racing Prize preview night and the, the panellists which include price wise on the night uh, were all pretty much against footpads for, for a number of reasons, most of the most of which was the price, which seems to have adjusted yeah, as we're yeah. talking about. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that one folds out. Uh, before we move on to the champion, the first championship race of the day, um, the, the, the festival, sorry, the champion hurdle, we will go to the first handicap of the meeting, possibly. Yeah. Uh, Fagan looks at yeah. me there. I got worried. <laughs> uh, the Ultima. Um, it's 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 a great race, Fagan. Uh, you had a goal last year because I put two up in this race and it them up at the time they were two joint fabs I think they were yes so uh, <laughs> so here we go again I just barged myself in there again no I've, I have invited you to talk oh, sorry, nice yeah. of me <laughs> yeah I'd, as Barnes said and Rob said before yeah this is going to be the theme tonight I did these notes 
before this fucking storm and all this bullshit. So I did have um, <laughs> one that I thought was interesting for this race was Snow Falcon. I just thought his mark on 149 looked good. Uh, Cheltenham doesn't look a perfect track, but if it is softish, three mile, three mile one at Cheltenham, and it is if it is a bit soft, I, I wouldn't be going anywhere near him anymore. So he's off the he's off the list. Well, I'm glad that we got that out of the way. But one, one, <laughs> one of the big one of the big prize because you had a go me last time. Fun of two ten chances. <laughs> I like in the race is the Paul Nichols horse Vicente. Uh, he's got great course form at Cheltenham. The course forms first, third, first, fourth, fifth, second. Uh, he ran a nice race there last time behind. I think it was perfect candidate. Uh, he was also I went I went I went and watched the national chase back from a couple of years ago what Manila Rocco won, and it was something that I didn't even know happened at the time. But he got really badly hampered coming down to the third last. He was in about second at the time. I think he was about half a length behind the leader. And as he jumped that as he jumped that third last on the inside, the loose horse was right in front of right in front of him, and he must have lost at least five, six, seven lengths. Mm-hmm. And then you got to think about the momentum. That that's what it takes out of you to for something like that to happen so so late in a four mile race, and he did. He only got I think he only got beat about twelve lengths or whatever it was, and I just watched that thinking it was quite eye catching. He was going really well before that. Um, he's not on the greatest of marks, and Nicholas has said that his main target his main target will be the um, will be the Scottish national again. Yeah, but at, any, at a price of like thirty three to one, and on the day you might get even bigger. With the extra places, he'd, he'd be one for me at, at a big price. I think he can squeak. A, I think he can squeak a, uh, sneak a place. Like uh, fair enough. Uh, Brian, can you just give us a rundown of the the head of the market? After we obviously heard a thirty-three to one shot there and a good write up, well, a good talk up, I suppose, for for Chenty. Uh, but the head of the market in the Ultima. Yeah. Along with Santos and Davis is riding, then yeah, I'll be back in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a great addendum. <laughs> Forgot to put that one in there. Very wide open race with your five at tens, so um, quite a lot. Uh, gold present at tens, mid eight really. There's a few tens. Single farm payment, top price twelve to one. Then Coostar similar at fourteens. Now that fourteens just seems to be a bit of an outlier. Yeah, I think. That's, yeah, that's really tens. As Rob, well. um, Coostar similar seems to be one that's been talked up a little bit for this race. It has been. You can see why. Uh, one with what looks like bundles in hand last time out was it Exeter I yeah. think it was yeah uh, and Luce has been given a, a very sensible prep for the race that was uh, its first time over three yeah, yeah it was Yeah, so, so it's very unexposed over this trip reasonable mark and yeah I can understand why there's been money for it don't know if it's been confirmed as that's its destination yet I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I'm pretty, I do think it goes here. You've like, got to think so. Got, and I understand why the favourite is the favourite as well. Gold present. You look at the form of its two wins in December. Uh, the one at Newbury. Uh, the second Warriors Tail's gone on to win the. Uh, what race is it then? No, it came second, didn't oh, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're back to it. We're back to it. Doncaster. Skybet Chase. They, all, they, they finished in a bit of a heap there. But. That shows that it's former solid. Then it's beaten Frodon, uh, three lengths at Ascot. Frodon since gone on to have a massively inflated rating for me, but yeah, it still shows that it's a very, this is a very progressive horse, gold present. And if Hendo can get him ready, he'll he'll run a massive race. I know it's not very original, yeah. but Taking if back. you get if you get nine to one on the day, the worry with him nine is ten this, to one is this a stepping stone to the national? Or do you think he'll be trying to win this? I don't think Nicky Henderson really ever sends too many horses to Cheltenham without a yeah, chance of winning. Like you've you've seen seen in the past, he's sent ones off very long breaks. Yeah. And this this horse obviously goes well fresh. Had uh, before Newbury he was off for I think about eight months. Yeah. And as one and, and there was no bounce factor either on twenty third of December. So it looks like he always runs his race. Uh, one at a big price that is running. Almost certainly a prep for the Grand National. Uh, see at midnight. I think he's been handed a reasonably lenient mark. One, impressively, I think it was a dipper as a novice round Cheltenham on pretty bottomless ground. But if, if there is soft in the description, I think he'll go here. It's tough after a year off, but connections, again, are going to want to see an encouraging effort as a warm-up for the big day at Aintree. So I can see him maybe sneaking into a place around 33s. 
Very nice. That was... See you at midnight. See you at midnight. Lovely. Uh, Barnes, front of the market. Rob's giving up a bit of a talk there to Kustar Silver and Gold Present. Is that, is that where you're sort of looking or you got um, someone else for us? I, I think they've both got great chances, but I think they're both short. I think the price has gone both of them now, really. I think Gold Present... He's a horse I like a lot, but I'm, I'm a bit worried about him going left-handed. I think he might want to go. He might be better going right. The, the trip is perfect for him, though. Um, Kustar Sibylla. I, I thought that would get hammered for its last run. He only got seven pound, which is why I didn't back it straight after the run. And now the price has just gone, and it's just, you know, it's got a great chance. But if it wins at eight to one, fair play. Um, I'll let it win. I, I, that is kind of you're not going to let it win yeah. <laughs> I let it win without my cash I let, before I wrote down the top of my list Fagan's already mentioned was Snow Falcon these are all horses for good ground yeah, um, so we have to see on the day but um, all that I'd add to what Fagan says is it's, it's rated um, £8 lower than its um, hurdles mark and it's only run over two and a half miles over fences so far. This will be its first go at three miles, and it was uh, all its best form was over three miles as a hurdler. So you'd think there'd be improvement there, hopefully. It never used to properly stay three miles, though, did it? That was the problem with it. It needs like a two seven race, and I think three yeah. one, three one at it is a question mark. Yeah. yeah. Like when, when I say all his best form, I was referring to his RPRs. But I know you mean. No, yeah. I know you mean. No, because it's all it's in them three mile races where he's been able to. Produce his best, but yeah, I don't think he properly. properly but he, stays, he's always been running in top class races. This, has, yeah. this off one forty nine. I mean, it's the ground that's maybe going against yeah. him. Yeah, it's it's the ground, and I was worried about the track as well. And I think he'd be better. On I don't the think Chapman was his track. No, that's not going to go down there. But Chapman um, not his track. But he he was he was bang there in the stairs turning for home last year, wasn't he? And then, and then he yeah. ran a good race at Aintree as well. Didn't he, he ran really well at Aintree. Yeah, looks like he's going to win it. What what we're talking about is top class grade ones there. This this is a handicap and off one forty nine he'd have to have a massive shower if the ground was in his favour. There's definitely scope in that mark for sure. Yeah. Uh so best bet of the race? Oh, I've, yeah, I've got a couple more. Oh apologies, sorry. <laughs> apologies, I thought it was a natural break. I'll go quickly. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It was interesting Fagan brought up uh, Nichols one because he's got an awful record in the race. But I've got a different Nichols one. Ibis de Rue has won at Cheltenham before. Um, did he win it last year? Ibis de He ran in it last year yeah. and ran very poorly. But um, he, the year before that, he, he won the Martin Pike, okay, which yeah. is a stairs race, really. He does want good ground as well. Um, he, he had a pipe opener at Newbury where it, I think it was just to get him ready for this. And when I've listened to Nichols talk about him, he's, he's been a little bit coy and I think he quietly fancies this. If it's good ground, he's got, he's got a rating of 141, which is uh, £2 higher than, than uh, what he won the Martin Pike off. I'd give him a shout and he's like 33 to 1. Let's hope Sam Justin Davis, Davis rides out of the room then, isn't it? Get forward on the chance here, so. In it. He's a few to come out to get in, doesn't he? Um, I think a lot will come out of this because you've yeah. got the Kim Muir and you've got the um, you've got a lot of novices yeah, in, in there. Yeah, 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 I, I thought he'd be fine to get in. Um, Mia Storm is one that interests me. She's either going to go for this or for the RSA. If King decided that 149 was a market light, he's got a really good record with these sort of horses in this. He's, he's won it with Ben Salem and Fort Lightning or something, I think it was called. They were both novices. And uh, the last one to mention, our good friend Rupert Wyman loves this horse. Traffic Fluid. Oh, good, no. <laughs> that can't mi- ever win a race again, He's been mixing it in top company. I mean, somehow it's been dropped down to 145, which um, you're taking a lot on trust, but that's a good mark, 145 for me. I, th- I think he'd be competitive in it's a race. It's a better horse than that, Mark, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Okay, so it's not got the Wyman curse. I think they'd probably well, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'd probably go the other race, though, wouldn't they? If they got the ground plate, would they? Maybe, yeah, maybe. But he's, he's, a bit, he's unexposed over three miles. But he, he was he was um, third or fourth in the old Rowan off one fifty six, and that, that was only a year ago. So, I mean, he's eleven pound lower now. One, and he's been running in top races. I think he's of interest. One you mentioned there. Um, we haven't had any strong fucking fancies, yeah, have we? Not really, no. <laughs> no. Plenty of times, plenty of times. When you mentioned there was Mia Storm, who um, Price-wise mentioned a couple of times during that, that uh, Racing Post preview, he, he's, he's, I think he said that um, he pretty much liked it wherever it went. He likes, he likes novices in, the, in that handicap. Mm. 
Um, my the problem with her would be that she she wants proper good ground, don't she? Yeah, uh, I thought we we're gonna get that. Same with Ibis for and Snowball, no three of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, fair and enough. That's why you can't fancy them strongly now because you don't know the ground. No, I mean that is yeah, a problem. A bit of a our record date is um is is a little bit of a problematic, but um hey, we're all busy. We're all busy men. Yes. It means Fall we can put stuff up and if they win we go, oh we're judges and then if we don't we go, well well, well the, the, ground. <laughs> the ground I went, I went off it, I went off it because the ground <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Question If you asked me the, the Monday, I didn't fancy it We can put out a private service the night before Yes, <laughs> yeah Charge 200 quid for it and claim Plus that to deliver value The, the, yeah. the betting uh, exactly. bizarre um, Brown Eye yeah. We're moving on to the champion hurdle The champion hurdle It's the first championship race of the festival Last year won in dramatic, in in ex- excellent fashion by Boover Dare, um, one that Fagan really fancied in the podcast, and uh, obviously enters this as favourite. Steve, what what price are we currently getting about Boover Dare? Boover Dare, very boring, four to seven top price at Unibet, um, some eight to fifteen around. Okay, um, and what about the other sort of primaries um, in the market? Fourteen. Um, Round of fives or sixes shot. Uh, my tento yours top price tens. Uh, York Hill Wicklow Brave twelve somewhere on there. Fair enough. Um, Rob. Yes. Tell us, Boomer Dare. Does it does it shit in? <laughs> I would be hard pressed to find anything to really put up strongly against it at the moment. Uh, He's had a very easy prep. Uh, the main challenger was thought to be Faheen. Obviously, Faheen came back with an absolutely amazing run in the Morgiana. Uh, struggled to reproduce that last two times out and could just be regressing at a rate of knots. Uh, been a bit of money around for Wicklow Brave recently. Not sure about that myself. Uh, short enough now and short enough at 14 yeah. I said to Balladie he's going to be this year's Central Medici remember when everyone, oh, yeah, everyone, everyone every man and his dog gets like, on yeah because yeah, he was 66 or 80 or something at one point and then he ends up going on fucking 14 it's like there's a point where they, they do it all on these preview nights oh I like this it's like well yeah you could have liked it last week when it's 20 bar or whatever it's not, getting, I'm, not, I'm not saying this was but there's always that aspect no one ever says I like this ah yeah. 10 or whatever it gets to the point where it's 5 and they go but I, I suppose like this. there are question marks about Faheen probably he'll either Faheen either gets pulled up or wins basically no I, 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 I was thinking that before the Irish champion hurdle but then the way he ran there made me I was like what the fuck he looked like he was back, didn't he, first time? Mm. Then he got pulled up. I was thinking it was going to be a bit like that. But then when he did actually just come second, get beat by Super Sunday, it's, it's just, this doesn't seem to be as good as he used to be now. Yeah, that's also, York Hill, I guess, is interesting if if you can trust him on his last two runs over fences, which were appalling and then disgraceful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one word comment in the, in the, in the, in the, in the yeah, RP comments. <laughs> Shite. Shite. <laughs> it's almost getting to a stage where you just back my tent of yours each way and you finish the second again. Right. Basically. Bouverdeer wins out of the next three or four in the betting. My tent of yours is probably the boring, the, obvious choice. The JP forecast. Uh, in terms of anything at a bigger price, not really sure what goes. There's nothing to challenge the favourite really at all for me here, unless Fourteen or York Hill bounce back to the best of their ability. But you're you're taking that on trust rather than any actual evidence. Yeah, I feel as I mean I, I we obviously backed Bivadair last year, yeah. not to not to sit there at halftime, but I feel like Fourteen has shown in the past now, not as very recently, but has shown itself to be one of the classiest animals around. Something that is just an absolute machine, of course. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, I feel like you're in a position here where Fahim could just prove to be back to his best. Well, yeah, I think if he... If and he re- if that was to happen, sorry. If I he just, repeats the run in the Morgiana, then you'd go very close. But <coughs> no, yes. no evidence he suggests that. But possible. would you not... I feel it... I, my point I'm trying to make is that if, if he were to do that, you'd feel almost a little stupid not... Not having a go because it, it, no, Barnes. You, you sort of look a bit sort of 
Yeah, how many horses like um, return to the best of being an eight-year-old as a ten-year-old? It's it's just such a massive. Ass- I mean, if he's a staying chaser, even you could say maybe, but he's a two-mile hurdler. It's yeah. all about speed, isn't it? Yeah, it's something that I'm well aware of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what which of the two, well, three Marlins horses in the top five that Ruby Walsh actually chooses to write. Yes, if he thinks Faheen and York Hill are gone at the game, then they'll ride Whitcomb Brave. Wow, which is yeah. a ridiculous thing to say, but it's possible. He has to ride one of the two. Don't yeah, I suppose. He uh, if if Fahim runs, he has to ride. I would say. Yeah, I agree. It would be a shame for York Hill because he definitely needs Ruby for him. Yeah. Uh, lads, tell me, like one of you, jump in. Tell me, how how can we oppose Ruby there? Uh, I, again, sorry to be boring, but this is another no bet race for me. Um, I love Bouvardier, as you've said. I don't have to have time. You've already done it. We were on last year. He's the perfect champion in loss. He travels well. He jumps well. He battles. He's got everything that you want in a champion early. I said this last year. After time. And I just think he'll go and win it again. The problem is the price. The price is very, is very short. Like if Fohean does back uh, bounce back to his best, he, he has a chance. Um, You'd say with Peter Fagan that soft ground would actually be a help to him as well. Looking but at it that position, it, it wouldn't. It would. It might be a help to him, but I, I, I don't think. Just, just in terms, I don't of, think he's ground dependent. Oh yeah, him. but just in terms of the opposition, a lot of them want well, for ground. Fourteen's fine on it anyway. Yeah. Hill's fine on it. There's not, mm-hmm. there's no one in there. Wicklow Brave would want it fast, you'd say. Yeah, you yeah. probably want Wicklow Brave and Mighton. You want it fast, yeah. Um, but yeah, York Hill's the one for me. Um, I've me and Barnsley have got over there for a bit. We've been having these anti-post bets and stuff, and um, I've been, I was worried about for him when he first came back and then after the Irish Champion I started to think oh this is Booth there's got this sewn up and now York Hill might be going for the race I know he's been terrible both starts this season but he is a horse I've always thought could be a proper Champion loss um, if he was to come back to his best I think he's got a massive chance but as Rob said you, you're backing them more in the hope that they come back than any actual evidence to put, to put behind the mm-hmm. case kind of thing so yeah yeah, it's 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 a no bet race I can see people trying to get smart back in Wicklow Brave without and stuff like that and yeah I, he was eye catching when you watched the race back last year he, he lost quite a few lengths at the start and then and then uh, coming around the bend he was absolutely cantering and faded into 6th, 7th, 8th wherever he came but I, I would be shocked if he, if, if he was if he was involved at the finish myself Um I just I think I think it's just between Booth there and Fourteen to make it very obvious, but there's no bets there for me. Not sound like a rank actually, but Wicklow Braves colours, the the silks on that horse are, are lovely. I'm a big fan. Mm. Uh, Barnes <laughs> Barnes <laughs> off. Is that, is that it? Yeah, that's that's what <laughs> I was like. Is that your champion Edwin Alice? I love Wicklow. I backed it I backed it to win some grade or class one flat race in Ireland a couple of years ago as well. Well the legend. Whatever it was. When yeah. it won. Did yeah. it win? Yeah. No, I'm such a joke. Um, right, uh, Barnes and you. No more after times. Uh, fucking strong fancies. Anything more to add? Uh, we've, we've spent nine minutes a race so far. We have to cut that down. We've got ten minutes to cover the last three races. So, oh, yeah, so well, easy enough. Bouvardere is um, a worthy favourite. I'd be playing in the without Bouvardere market because I think Forheen and York Hill, whilst they're definitely the two best, that they could easily blow out. Um, John Constable is one that interests me on fast ground. If we get it, go back over that again. Um, he ran really well in the international hurdle, and him and Mellon are both very closely matched with my tenor of yours, who's got quite short in the without market for me now. I'd be willing to forgive Mellon the Irish champion hurdle run. That was a very confusing race to me. I, I just had to put a line through it and say, I don't know what the hell happened there. The hood as well, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully mm. the hood comes off. And uh, he, He's 8-1, to one, so if, if you get with Bouvardere four places... That's decent each way. And John Constable, he was actually giving weight to um, £4 of my tent or yours in the international. And he was only £4 behind, uh, four lengths behind him. So that puts him more or less on a par with him. He's about 20 to 1. Uh, my tent or yours is 7 to 2. And he's just improved and improved. He, if, if you get the fast ground, uh, he'll be ridden from the back and he'll be one that's ridden to place rather than to win the race. Which my tent or yours will be as well, I would imagine. But... Uh, yeah, I'd be interested in him. Very nice. The one thing I'd add to it is um, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of pace pace in the race. In, in other years, you've been able to look at it and think 
like last year for example you had Petty Mishuara who's definitely going to evolve in front you had mm. the new one who you thought might hassle him there might be this strong gallop which they ended up going yeah. a decent enough gallop in this well Charlie Parks have been confirmed for this haven't you you've got to imagine he's he is, there he, he, he did if no one else will go down go on they'll send him on yeah just, Maybe, just in case I don't know sure there's no yeah. reason for him to run otherwise no, no exactly. I mean, he's got no chance the only thing I was th- I was thinking was it might we might get a situation where, where Ruby's allowed the front the front end on 14 and if he does that's yeah. it's very dangerous but has he got the pace to kick on like he did when he won it and uh, put that gap between him you know well if, if he has even if he, even if he, he, might, he might not have but um, it, is a, it, it is a danger yeah because Ruby's, Ruby's perfect Ruby's not the one you want to be letting on the front yeah. end with any horse never mind for him sorry Garrett is that his uh, moments just, this year hasn't he it's just something something to, to think about because Boo there if he wants any sort of race he'd probably want a, a strong gallop I'm not saying he's slow but there have been times this season where he's been tapped for toe a little bit and he's had to quicken up and um, I don't see it as, as, as a danger but I don't know there's just there's no guaranteed pace in the race and there could be a uh, scenario where Ruby ends up being able to dictate on the front. Okay, fantastic. Uh, the Mayor's Hurdle, probably a, another one where really where it's probably hard to have a massive fancy, isn't it? Uh, Brown and I, odds on favourite once again. Yes, Apple's Jib looks a four to six shot. Uh, it is, price enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then from there, everything seems to be six sixes or above. Be- Benny De Du, is that how you pronounce it? Benny De Du. Du. <laughs> Uh, is looks around the six shot um, let's dance a bit of eight room room mag uh, top price nine but really you're probably going to get sixes or sevens on that fair enough um, any strong fancies here it's, it, I, it, it seems to be sort of a consistent theme throughout day one where <laughs> it's quite hard but uh, you've been pointing at there Bond so Give us, give us something uh, for the mares. Apple Jade is very hard to oppose, isn't it? Uh, I think these mares races, um, they're great because the cream rises to the top. The, the best mares are so much clearer of the other mares um, that if you're in need of a, a four or six, but what, how I'll be approaching it is that I think Willie will run two. It sounds like Let's Dance going to go as a stay as hurdle now, which she wouldn't have a chance in for me. But um, if he runs Benny Didier and um, Broom Broom Mag, I'd have three tricasts, um, uh, two tricasts, Apples Jade to beat Benny Deer and uh, Vroom Vroom Rag, and then the two to finish the other way around. Fair enough. So you've seen a similar finish to, to last yeah. year, basically. Yeah. More and I, I think like. Apples Jade a bit further. Yeah, you, you can find prices in the morning with combination tricasts with some buckets. And mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, not, it's not like a normal race where you've got um, two eights, one shot, or. Whatever they're going to be, and one four six shot, and then a load of rags, to be, and anything can happen. These three are going to be so far clear. I think. I'm looking down the list, and I don't think Lebago Royal run. I think she'll go the stayers. Uh, Vedana Blues running in the champion hurdle. Um, Kate goes the stayers. Kate goes the stayers. And then there's nothing else really. They're going to have fifteen quad. pounds in hand, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah easily, really easily. Uh, That's yeah. It's a great approach. Yeah. For me. Um, the one thing I'd, I'd say about Apple Jade, it put me off um, lumping on a four six anyway. Uh, she seems to be much better when she's had the recent run. Uh, she'll be running here off a 75 day layoff since being with Gordon Elliott. She's had run three times after breaks of 75 days or more. Uh, she was beaten first time last season by Rashad. Then off a mid season break, she was beat by Limini at Punchestown uh, before going mm-hmm. on to it. And then. Um, First time up this season, she beat Jers Gale two lengths, which was a good run, but it wasn't her absolute best run. So for me, um, I would be a little bit worried about the break for Apple's Jade, and it would it would possibly make her vulnerable for me. I don't think she'll be an absolute best here. She might not need to be at her best to win it, but um, yeah, <laughs> again, it's a no bet race for me, and I'd just throw that out there for anyone thinking she's an absolute certainty because. Um, it wouldn't be a big surprise for, for me to for whichever one of the two Richie Mears that Ruby chooses to turn it over. Especially if I'd be more confident on Benny the Jew than Vroom Vroom Mag. Vroom Vroom Mag's got to come back here after recent rumours of her maybe getting retired. Mm-hmm. Whereas Benny the Jew has had a, had a few runs. She wasn't as impressive as she maybe should have been last time out, but at least she's, she comes here fully fit 
where he's at his jade. If he runs it, you respect that, though, don't you? Like, yeah. if, if he decides to run it, you've got to respect that. Yeah. This, um, this is working, that she's turned a corner, so to speak. But on form, Ruby and Mag's better than Benny the Jew, so if Ruby picks Benny the Jew, that oh, yeah, similar, like similar yeah, yeah. to last year kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, for me again, it's a no better race. It's, it, there's nothing that appeals right now. Okay. But I do think, watch out if you're lumping on Apple's Jade because she, she, she might not be at her best. I suppose it's similar to Quivega news gone by. Like anti post is in 4 to 6, 8 to 13. She might be on the day, you might get 11 to 10, yeah. even money, something like she that. Might, yeah, and then yeah. that's a more attractive betting proposition. If they both, if they run both the Richie Mayor, the, the Richie Mayor then Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, right, Brano, the four miler. Probably my favourite race of the festival. I love a slog. I love a, I love a sort of uh, a long old race. Um, remember, that, remember that year when you um, nearly forgot really to mention it. No, when, you, when you had a go with the four miler. Uh, I do. Yeah, I've grown you for having a go with the four miler. I've grown, I've grown up as a human. <laughs> it's um, lovely to see. It is lovely, um, Brano. The, the the yes, give us the front runners, please. Um, well, the the first horse available is, uh, I believe, the my only bet of the festival so far. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> Some analysis. Judicoff, <laughs> which looks like a six to one shot. Um, but then, crazy, uh, I have absolutely no idea, and I don't know why I backed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the foremost judges in uh, yes. jump racing. Uh, uh, elegant escape looks like a sixes or sevens. Presenting Percy. Um, there is eight available and a lot of fours and threes, so um, suggests that yeah, okay. Um, this is a race that's got to take its shape. I mean, it's, the shape of it is very confusing. Yeah, There's a lot at the top of presenting the market. Percy won't go. Yeah, presenting Percy won't go. Yeah, right. elegant escape is probably worse than fifty-fifty to go. Jury duty looks like it could well to go to the Irish national instead. Even Bunikos, Gordon Elliott was saying, yeah, if he shuffles his pack. Yeah, it might go RSA. Invitation only definitely won't go, will it? No. no. Rathvinden, I think, is. Rathvinden is. Nailed on to go. Is, it looks like it'll go, yeah. Are you getting that about 12s? Is, is there a positive word to be said for Rathvinden? I think his early season form looks reasonable. He's coming off the back of a fall. Uh, looks pretty pretty heavy one as well, so you don't know how much work he's been doing, but slower jumping pace. He definitely stays three. The step up in trip when they jump this slowly doesn't really affect that. So yeah, there's there's definitely positives to be taken for him. Uh, and yeah, I think I'm against if Dunacos comes here, I'll probably be against him. Uh, he looks like he would stay the trip, but he's never even tried three miles under rules. Uh, so you can't be certain that he would stay the four. Uh, he does have strong form. Uh, the his win early in the season when he beat Mombeg Notorious looks particularly good. As does arguably uh, his close up fourth behind Monoli in the Flogass uh, last time out. Uh, but then in that race, I think the front six or seven were separated by maybe four lengths, five lengths perhaps. And the front fourth all finished in a heap. So that kind of makes me question the form a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I'd be taking him on over this four mile trip. Elegant escape would be interesting if he came here. Looks a true stayer, and to, as Tizard has said, depending on what amateur rider they book for it, if they can get one of the, the top Irish ones, then I think he would have a cracking chance. At a massive price mm-hmm. for me, uh, there was a horse that ran at Weatherby uh, last month, finishing third behind Ballyoptic, uh, Shades of Midnight. You fucking love these midnights. <laughs> I do, yeah. All these fucking... Um, I remember this, did it? Potentially, like it, 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 uh, it was backed in the show from 25s into 9s. It got an awful ride, didn't it? It got an awful ride. He went, he went to the front he, he, just before the speed, yeah, yeah, and... Basically, yeah, like what I've said here, stormed around the home turn, looking the likely winner, two, three out. Uh, but the, the... Possibly the heavy ground caught up with him. Uh, I suppose a further step up in trip might not be the obvious positive, but if he can be produced with a run like that at a better time, uh, I think he would have a chance of making the frame, perhaps. He, he's one, if, if the rain did stick, that would be yeah. a big benefit. Yeah, too. exactly. If, it, if it's soft in the description and there's a decent amateur booked and he's produced at the right time, so there's a lot of 
uh, things to go right for this horse to to be in with a chance. But I think sixty six to one around is is quite a big price, and it looks like it'll be running in the race. Okay, fantastic. Uh, another one of interest, uh, just to briefly mention, Duel at Dawn. Uh, looks an out and out stare, and he's got plenty of chase experience. So I don't think the likely big field or the or the trip would have any effect on his chances at all. Fair enough, um, lads. For the four miler, a, 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 a quick bit of input from you, Fagan, if that's possible. Uh, I haven't got much on for this year because, as in a lot of these races with the riders, the riders mean so much. Um, I do like Dunacos, but. Similar to what Rob said, um, he's yet to go over three miles. I think he, def- he definitely stayed three. Like I- I'd be much more confident and strong on him if he went the RSA. But it looks like he'll probably turn up here, and I'm guessing Lisa O'Neill will take the will take the ride. Um, the one I'll definitely be backing in the race is the namesake Fagan. Um, he's had a very similar prep to the winner of the race last year, Tiger Roll. He ran in the same. In the same novice chase at Cheltenham, um, and then, and then was off the track until coming back here and winning. Um, Fagan was beat that day. Quite disappointing on the at, at the time because he was beat ten lengths by Black Corton. But then now you you look at what Black Corton's done since. It probably wasn't the worst of runs. Um, Fagan's always looked like an out and out stayer. He came second in the Albert Bartlett behind, you know what I mean, Harry. So you know he likes the track. And, and around 14, 16 to 1, he looks he looks like an okay bet, but I'll be holding off until I see what jockeys have booked. I was hoping that Derek O'Connor would be on because he used to ride for the owners when he used to ride Zemsky, but apparently he's riding the JP or switches. No comment. No comment. What's the answer? Yeah, so apparently he's riding that. It looks like Lisa O'Neill's probably going to ride Dunacos, and then if Jory Duty runs. Uh, Jamie Codd looked like he'll probably ride that. You know, he's very interesting as well. Um, that run in the Thames last year wasn't wasn't a bad run at all. Watched it back the other day. He actually looks the fucking winner all, all the way. And then Percy comes out comes out of nowhere. And he was actually a bit. He didn't he didn't finish his race to Jordan Duty the way I thought. When when you're coming down to the last, you're thinking he's absolutely guaranteed for, for at least mm-hmm. second. And um, Barney Dwan ends up. And beating him quite quite easily mm. for a second, but he he travels so well in his races. Jordy Juicy he travels so well in that race last year that I, I, I can see him going really well in in this. Um, so the two of interest for me be Jordy Juicy and Fagan, and how strong I am on the day is depending on jockey and ground and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah the shape of the two race. of the most important things in horse racing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. With amateur races, especially, like yeah, if a poor amateur's books. Uh, well, right, right. The horses chance off. Obviously, from from a sort of more expert point of view, most people will know who the better amateurs are. But just give us a rundown of some of the better amateur jockeys available. Well, Cardinal O'Connor by far the, the the best, the best of yeah. yeah. Ed, so so O'Connor's around. on um, no comment, and Cod's the big uh, domino to fall, isn't he? Whoever he rides, is it? Is, sure is, it is it not a stretch to think Nina could possibly? Bad Fagan or someone like that. She's you never know. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's back, isn't she? So what else? What else would she be riding? I don't like Nina. Nina's one of the best around as well for me. I, I really, I really like Nina. Um, I used to think Katie Walsh was all right, and then the two rides she gave last year on fucking Maldini, oh, Maldini, <laughs> and then Wonderful Charm. Fuck me, yeah, it's awful. like the two worst rides I've ever seen. So yeah, she's gone down in books, and then people like like Sam Wendy Cole's not a bad jock, but. There's just there's like probably about there's the two best and then there's probably about another five or six who are good okay. and the rest are just so shocking. could you it, it, Patrick will write something as well. Well, Patrick it? Patrick's going to be on Rathfind, and I think that is Patrick Pat, Mullins is going to be on Rathfind, and, and could you is there an argument to say that you look at you it's almost worth us if if we haven't mentioned the horse that Jamie Codd ends up riding in, in this preview for some bizarre reason um, is there an argument to say you it's worth having a saver on on the cod ride, whatever it may be. Yeah, definitely. Um, Only if you're getting quick, because the price will go quickly. But like, it'd be a point. What was the, what was the one last last fancy. year that you said in the Kim Kim Yo? It was a big price. Pendra. But, yeah. Pendra. Yeah. O'Connor rode him. There you go. Okay. Uh, but have you got anything for the four mile bonds, or are we okay to move on? The to only the thing I'd say for this race is if you want to wait into it now, 
like I said, elegant escape is probably worse than 50-50. Presenting Percy won't run. Invitation only won't run. I don't think Joe Rajoot is going to run. I, I, it sounds to me like he wants to go to the Irish National instead. He's been strong on Betfair though recently. I'd take a chance and back either no comment I think doing a cost will shorten up a lot I think I think if you do fancy back sixes now because I think it could go off a lot shorter okay very good if only we were at 12 like uh... I am on 12 after yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just checked yes <laughs> um, okay the final race of day one to wrap it up is the close brothers novices handicap chase um, the man in uh, a great sort of racing reference t-shirt here, uh, Rob Alexander. Mm-hmm. Give me the winner of the Close Brothers, please. I'll try my best. Uh, you can understand why the Porting Shed has been well-backed. Uh, it looks like he's jumped pretty well. He's rated £7 lower than his hurdle mark. He's been running over probably inadequate trips, unsuitable ground. Uh, although you kind of question his hurdles mark of 150 whether that is actually a true reflection of his hurdling ability 143 looks looks decent uh, 5 to 1 though is incredibly short at the moment uh, I think a mark of 145 which is joint top weight in this for any second now looks fair I think he has a good chance back up in trip and isn't really ground dependent. I maybe like to see a bit of good in the description for him, but it's not essential. All four runs over fences have been behind uh, real high quality types. With his first run, especially behind Monoly, and his second effort against Invitation only over this kind of trip, uh, proved his uh, preference for this because he's been outpaced over two behind Footpad, but he still ran quite well in these races, showing his aptitude for jumping and jumping at speed as well uh, should be alright with the big field as well won a 28 runner event on his debut Four so I, I, I don't think there's any any question marks really about him at all I think the mark is very fair so he's got got a good chance at a double figure price very nice I hope is still available and that is any second now any second now yeah around 12 to 1 I think that's been absolutely cracking okay uh, uh, Barnes yeah this this is my favourite race of the festival <laughs> <laughs> wow. so I've got a few to talk about okay uh, I'll go for shit while you're going through the wall by the sounds of what's happening here you could do with it I, 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 here I am I won't talk about any second now because Rob did but he was bang at the top of my list um, I think he's got a great profile for the race I can't believe they let him in this because he was 145 in Ireland he didn't get raised at all and he, hmm. he's been running with all the best horses I, I think they've wanted to plot him up for a Big handicap from the very beginning. Yeah, well, he almost looked like the winner against Monoly Yeah, in the first race as well. I thought it was a really he impressive fine. one. And jump, he, great. He's learned to jump against the best horses, hasn't yeah. he? Like, um, so yeah, I, I think the plot you said is very sure. I, I don't see anything in his form that says this is going to really suit him. A really fast, good ground. Well, maybe good ground. <laughs> there, two and a half miles. Here we go again. Yeah, here we go again. Um, Would you say he was overrated over hurdles as well? The point you uh, very much so, yeah. I yeah. think he was flattered, flattered by uh, some of his runs uh, against horses that were possibly over the top or yeah. didn't run the race for whatever reason. Uh, Move of the Times was the one I originally liked for this. He's, he's short enough now at 8-1, to one, but um, if, if you could get 10-12s on him on the day, I'd, I'd say he, he lacks a tactical pace for small field events. Um, that's where he's handicapped in three small field events where he, he was... Disappointing on the face of it, but I never thought the race would suit him. I think uh, Nichols saw his mark and said, "Okay, enough. We're going to put him away for this." Um, he'd be bang at the top of my list. Uh, the 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 two Nichols ones, um, Nicky Henderson ones, both got a good shout. I think rather be very good odds, and I respect him a lot. I'm not sure Divine Spear wants um, the sort of test Cheltenham will bring up and down hills. I think he's more of a flat track horse, so I'd be against him. But the one I've earmarked from uh, a very early stage for this one was a different Gordon Elliott one uh, called Brillard. I'm a bit perturbed that he's been entered in some hurdle races as well. Um, I'm hoping the reason for be, that... He won't be winning this. Do you not think? I don't think not. Why is that? Um, I'm just I'm pretty sure he just won't. He's been massively weak on Bethel and I, just, I don't know. Just something yeah, I think, I think he's just gone out of the mind though, hasn't he? Of, of, uh, 
of the public because he's and they ended him in a hurdle race, didn't they? He was meant to he's ended in a lot of no, he was meant to run in a hurdle race in January. Ah, he didn't right. run because he had a skin allergy or something. So it looked to me as though they just they got rid of his chase campaign. It looked like they were going to come back here. Oh well, fair enough. Um, I'd um, <laughs> be interested in it over hurdles. There's well, a reason why I, I, when you said that, I said that. We'll get to it later. Stay tuned. <laughs> he's one for one over hurdles, I believe. Um, but yeah, he he's, he had a similar campaign. Twenty second now, he's running with all the yeah. best horses. Yeah, he ran behind for Paddy first time. Yeah, time, okay. uh, no, I think uh, Pissy Mouchoir before that. Was it before that as well? And two. Oh shit! Yeah, Paddy Mouchoir and for Pad, and then two the permits or whatever. Then Gordon ran in the week after. Yeah, stupidly like. It's, but I, I didn't think he had the pace for them sort of races. He always travelled well into the races. He travelled really well into the Ballymore. And I just didn't think he had the pace to go with him at the end. But with a big, fast-paid handicap, I think he'd show his best. If he runs, I'll definitely be backing him. If he doesn't, fair enough. Um, the current price is any second now. And secondarily to that, uh, move with the times. Very good. KP fanboy. Close out for day one. I agree with Bardi on any second now and Rob on any second now. Um, I've always liked them since the fucking day he won that his first race at about eight hundred to one. His best first he wasn't where he fucking was. Looking back, <laughs> looking back to do everyone on them. Uh, he absolutely hacked up. Were you on? No, <laughs> it was not an after time match. I wouldn't mind having three or four quid on that. Um, one minute later, I've got no, I've got no, I've got no down here. He's he ran well in all of his novice chases behind Monoli, Imitation only and footpad. And either of them, are, uh, all three of them are either five or second fives for all the three novice chasers at the festival. He's the type of horse that just looks like he'll love a big field, strong pace kind of scenario. And um, there's been little things in preview nights. It has admittedly only been David Lennon's coming up with it, but um, he, was, he said something which is interesting that as he is trained by Ted Walsh, it wouldn't be a big surprise to see maybe Ruby get the ride in this because he hasn't got a ride in the race. And, if that yeah. happened, fuck me. That'd be that'd be brilliant. But uh, my main bet in the race is, is rather be uh, a horse I really like. He jumped he's jumped his fences brilliantly so far. Um he was gonna run in the well he did run it technically in the Martin Pipe last year at Cheltenham off one three six. He got hampered and brought down after about two flight, I think it was. Um but he would have ran really well that day. He, ran quite well in a bumper so I've got no worries about the track. Um he's in here off one four three. I just think he's gonna turn out to be a proper graded horse over fences and um this it's not really an handicap this race it's gonna be the whole field's gonna be compressed between about three or four pounds and it's basically yeah. pick the best horses and I think the best two horses in this are rather be in any second now and they'll be my two in, in this. Fair enough. Uh so uh, I can I can see where Barney's coming from with Move with the Times. My worry with him is I think he's a little bit of a dog. So huh? <laughs> maybe rather be any second now will be my bet, and maybe I'll put the dog in for the yeah. fucking sidecast or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you'll probably get there. Uh, <laughs> We've got four guys, and, and then Wolf and go behind somewhere. At best price, you can couple rather be in any second now at six to one to win the race. That's a very bit I think Barney's one's very short as well for this. I don't think this is a testy one. So I, yeah, I, I, I wanted him in the ultimate. He's like. not. Sl- he's not slow, but he'd probably be better over a bit of yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I agree with what everyone said as well as well about the, the plot and shed. Um, Too short. <coughs> yeah, very short. Um, you understand he, why it's happened. He doesn't. He, I can oh, understand yeah. why. I can understand why because he's short. He's lower than his ales in his ales mark, and he's Gordon Elliot, but. He's never looked to me to be a horse I'd want to be backing in a big field and he got chase because he likes to go off either at the front or mm-hmm. quite handy. Yeah. And all of his best formers also come on softer ground as well. It's just, for me, even if he was like eight, nine, I wouldn't be backing him. So uh, six or whatever he is now, he's yeah. definitely not. He's just snowballed, hasn't he, really? <laughs> nope. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the, the best bets of the day then, and, 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 and have we got a nap of day one? Um, my best bets for the Tuesday, well, only bets by the sounds of for the Tuesday are yeah. couple rather be in any second now. There you go. As as advised, six to yeah. one bet first sports book. Maybe it's sixty forty rather be. Okay, uh, Rob, best bet for day one. Does that have to be different? It doesn't have to be different. No, <laughs> if, if that's your best bet, that's your best bet. Yeah, I'd say any any second now. I really like for this race. Uh, but if you want to have a multi 
We might as well go for it and put in Shades of Midnight in the National Anthem. Shades of Midnight. Love this guy. Okay, and Bond, your best bet for day one. Have you got anything? You, you look um, puzzled. Yeah. You look confused. Put that <laughs> <laughs> That is a good try. Which one do you want? It'd be tough to get in the multi, wouldn't it? Um, I, I would say any second now at the current prices would be my best bet, but. Um, Pretty unanimous, really. If yeah. if not, if we want to do a multi, I'll go Melon without um, Beaver Dare. Melon without Beaver Dare. Mm. Uh, Shades of Midnight at 66s. <laughs> I, I was going to ask for your outside bets today, but I think that, that definitely suggests we've got an outside bet today, Fagan. Uh, well, the only other bet I had for today was that the Collins is our thing if it runs in the Supreme. That, I, I think that ain't here. looks a bit overpriced at 50. I'd like to thank you for giving us a... Very small bet. You give us Pinion's Oscar Fleet Arcle at the start of the season, so thanks, mate. That's worked out brilliantly. Oh, shit. You made the one at the first bet, it's got the one. Okay. And I also gave you Gary Bird the 16th for the Supreme. Price is he now? Sorry. You got a, wait, I'll check a man. What price is uh, Gary Bird for the Supreme? 6 to 4, is he? It's it is 6 to 4. 16 to 1 into 6 to 4, and one loser. I think now. Any second now looks like the. Yeah. The main pick from the yeah, yeah, it moves a lot, doesn't it? You can yeah. see it going off like six, yeah. seven to one if if they get a decent jockey book mm-hmm. and it's, it sort of snowballs. Okay, um, yeah, 12s is very fun. An hour, an hour and six minutes there for day one. We will endeavour to keep uh, the rest of the days shorter, but for now, uh, we'll be back after this short break. The Supreme is the most oh, analysed. <laughs> <laughs> 